Hello, my name is Dio. In the last one, I realized there are so many mistakes. For example, I was very rambly. I wanted it to be too long so it ended up having this weird ass like this weird vibe where like i repeated stuff several times and oh god now i'm getting rambly again but then again it's about consistency then i'll get more comfortable talking about like my ideas and what i want to do and i also will try to make sure that this doesn't get too long so like as I stated before, the whole goal, the entire title of this is to develop a code of conduct by which I'll live my life. So, I decided to like, today we'll be looking at stoicism, just stoicism. And I said, basically, by the, and the reason why I'm choosing philosophy over, over like meditating on the Bible, so to speak, is in the end, if you're accepting a religion, you're accepting like the you're accepting the words in the book without context and many of the times yes those words are like amazing and they are like i've seen a lot of christians live their lives in like if christians muslims live their lives in a reasonable manner but in the end it doesn't leave room for questioning it doesn't leave room to be like no i'm not doing this this is fucking idiotic and i think that's the one thing that i i want that's the one thing i'm using to look at like several philosophies together stoicism ubuntu and optimistic nihilism because i feel like they complement each other in a way like the virtues of stoicism are like basically broken down into self-control courage justice and wisdom and optimistic nihilism is basically finding reason in this meaningless world like you're already building a foundation that is meaningless and why ubuntu centers on how you should treat other people like self-control to me is very because i because the whole point of this is like to find a direction so i feel like self-control and and also and self-control is very important and the next one being like courage i think I haven't decided what is courageous, what I'm willing to like, because and I think that ties into optimistic nihilism. Optimistic nihilism is like, okay, you should find meaning by yourself, but like, co- like finding the courage to implement that meaning. That's I think I I need another place to look into. Then justice, justice and wisdom, abstract things that would take a long time for me to get into. So I decided to like get this book. This random ass book, I can't remember the name, Jesus. And then we're gonna check it out back. Okay, I'm back. I wouldn't call it random, I'd call it like what is available. What I got is like the letters of Seneca, and this book titled The Daily Stoic. And previously, had read like Stoic, um, The Path to the Good Life or something by William Irving or something. I don't know. But, like, I think the reason I went, like, other than this, like, derived works, I think I want, I wanted to go back to, like, the original letters of Seneca and because I need to be able to look at it in context because I'm definitely going to be offended. It is, after all, two men talking in the middle of Greece, in the middle of nowhere. Okay, in the, I'm not supposed to say in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the ancient times of, I don't know, Europe has a bunch of ancient times. I don't, this is rambling. Anyway, the first letter talks about restlessness and how it is a symptom of a sick mind. And I first, like, when I was jotting, I was like, do I agree with this? Because I'm a very restless person, but, like, the context in which he was, like, talking about restlessness is, like, is, he talks about a social person. He talks about an extrovert. And I think extroverted people, like, in a sense, I can be very extroverted, but, like, extroverted people are not necessarily 
like the restless ones there's a sense of like groundedness that some of them have now like most i can be very extroverted because i like the sound of my own voice and i really really like talking but most of the time i prefer to be in my own company surprisingly it's like weird like i like to talk at this but at the same time i like to be alone but like while i'm alone what do i what do i do and i realized that i fill my head with like so many ideas fill my head with like so many um books so many novels so many just like vibes youtube videos basically like i haven't sat down with my thoughts because they're not as fun as they used to be. My thoughts used to be like Robotech Wars, like creating fantasy, like creating fantasy stories, entering into the Naruto world. But now they're just depressing. Like I used to have like the whole like vibe of of living the whole, like the whole imagining I I imagine my cause I don't like to be honest, up to now I still don't imagine myself emigrating. I don't imagine myself moving to a better country in that context. But like I used to imagine if my country was a better country, like, I've, I, but now it's like, it's no longer playful thoughts, it's now rather, like, quite depressing and sad, which is another reason why, like, I need, like, to decide how I'm going to go forward from here, this is basically me just, like, pushing my thoughts out rather than, like, trying to give reasonable advice, because I cannot give reasonable advice, because I don't know if I'm directional, so it's, like, basically me taking on my journey to find direction repeating stuff that you're repeating stuff so the thing is that now the thing is that what did i even i can't even read my own like notes my and the handwriting is not that bad it's not even that bad but like basically what this dude was talking about restlessness is a symptom of a sick mind but i do not think i think my mind is troubled (laughs) not very okay sick troubled or join but like i feel like he was using the context of somebody that like goes everywhere but like the way i'm looking at restlessness is just because even though like i am fine being alone in my thoughts the question of what is in my head i enjoy being alone in my thoughts but like the question is what am i projecting to myself what am i telling to myself because i'm completely fine without people without having conversations without without just like vibing but like i still don't really understand this part so like i'll probably go through it again and that's like the whole point of this conversation for me to be like i do not know where this goes this is weird and the but the main thing that i feel i got about this entire letter was value your own company and also another thing i want to gain is to learn how to read and not scan stuff because i scan stuff jesus christ i can't scan stuff and i blame it okay i don't blame it on Xiang novels because I've been scanning stuff even before that time. It just exaggerated, like exasperated the issue. Hey, me, baby. Oh, I'm going to say English is not my first language. <laughs> but like, I know I can't use the excuse because I got a lower score in Yoruba. <laughs> so, that's what, that's letter one, I guess. That's literally all I got from it. Value your own company. Which is something I already do. I think I'm a fun person to myself. But like, lately I've been getting kind of depressing to myself so that's that i want value your own company the letter begins this is the second letter i think it's titled as letter three i don't know i found the random ass book um the le- letter begins with seneca 
talking about the letter that dude he's sending it to this is weird and confusing but like the dude sent him a letter about a friend and he was like don't be telling this friend my business and seneca was like if they're your friend, your you're you're not supposed to be like your friend is supposed to be somebody that you can vibe with. And I was like, and isn't that how people choose their friends? And like throughout the entire letter, all I was in my head was like, oh my god, this is an opportunity for me to go off on a tangent on how everybody is like they are the victim in the in like in a toxic friendship, not realizing that they are most likely a contributor to that toxic friendship. So, it first, like, Seneca begins to explain how to make friends, what makes a friend, and all that jazz. And it's like, it's like, obviously, you should judge an individual before you make them your friend. Like, you should not, like, be using the words friends on people that are not really, really your friends. Like, you should be able to, like, talk to your friends and all that jazz. And you should define who your friend, like, define what you call a friend. Define who your friend's in before before you decide that they get cross that boundary and become a friend so you define what is a friend to you oh god i'm bullshitting but like this was an opportunity for me to just go off on a tangent because a friend should a friend then he now talks about like various the kind of people you should be friends with and he talks in this part he really goes into the whole moderation he goes into the whole and that's like this entire letter encourages me to go into two separate tangents one about toxic friendship i don't even know how to properly like like because i feel like eventually i will after i go through these letters of seneca try and get like two optimistic nihilism books one in Buntu book because those are really rare i'll probably find a south african author somewhere but like I intend to go through societal topics and look at like and reason them because that was an under format for like how to think. But I feel like going through the rules, writing down the rules will now be like okay, like developing like primary rules. Then anytime I think about a situation, I'll be like okay, these are the exceptions. These are the things I'm a hypocrite about. These are the things I won't budge about. And so like this way, I'll properly be able to, what's the word? Like create my own full body of work based on issues and based on how i react to situations okay tangent one is done the other tangent that i left in the middle of completing is the whole concept of toxic friendships like i noticed a lot of people like to act like they are the victim they're the ones that just happen to find themselves with a group of toxic friends that push them down that made them feel horrible now the thing is that if you are feeling that about a friendship chances are is that you are also like because i've noticed when people have conversations but then again and this is me judging other people without being in their shoes i've noticed that when people have conversations and somebody says something hurtful like within 30 minutes i'm also inside because i've done this before and i noticed that i have to stop doing this and i think i've stopped and i make sure like if i say something hurtful like on like not something i feel would have been hurtful to me if i said it I remember and I'm like, even at the weirdest possible moment, I will try and correct it. Or if I feel like there is a misunderstanding and trying to kill an insect. Um, I feel like there is a misunderstanding, I'll try to clear it up. So, because a lot of people, that's why I really liked when this one YouTuber, like, I don't know, I always find like this, when I'm thinking something like intensely, it's almost as if I call 
somebody to agree with me in a sense. I was listening to this one YouTuber, like she, at first she was talking about the toxic friend. I was like, ah, she's like announcement. I'm a victim, and they always like cut off all your friends. Like yeah, but, but they always like cut off her. But she was like, yes, she did cut off her friend. But she also needs to. She also realized that the fact that she could flow so well in that friend group, meaning that she puts others in that group down. She made them feel less than. She made them feel. As if they were not worthy. So if and you find yourself having toxic friends, yes, you should cut them out of your life. But you should also understand that you can't jump into another friendship right now because you are probably a toxic person that will pull other people down, that will make them feel horrible. And I think people who are complaining about their friendships, yes, I think they should break up their friendship. But I think they should look inwards before they start a new friendship. And this also applies to relationships. So like, because I feel like. If something can stand for a relatively long period of time, there has to be more than one contributor. Because even if somebody is like manipulating you and I and the other, I think is gaslighting. I think manipulating you, making you feel unloved and little. There are some things that you would have picked up on that person. So I don't think that if you because first thing first, you are coming from a toxic environment. You have no business being friends with people. So you first have to cut that friendship and work on yourself. This is one thing that I just really wanted to put out there because everybody has informed me like, oh my God, I'm such a victim. But like, you're probably a perpetrator too. Like, society isn't made up of society. Society is made up of everybody. Everybody is society. Next thing, the other tangent I want to go on because I really do like this, like, it goes off on tangents. I'm trying to scan through it, like, to look at when I was reading it, I swear I read it. When I was reading it, like the parts that uh, I'm going to have to try and get. Oh, I can. Ooh, highlighting stuff. I will start highlighting stuff. Like I'm discovering new stuff about my phone, but like I'm going to be able to start highlighting stuff. And I can copy stuff and be copying exact line i like it looked like a picture so i wasn't sure i'd be able to copy it but like wow i can copy like exact lines that speak to me so like the next time i do this stuff it's going to make way more sense like see improvements so he was talking about moderation because this was not like the criteria of people you should be friends with and he was not talking about moderation on different things but the thing that bothers me is like where is the line like that's the thing people always like oh similarly people who know like this exact word was similarly we should do neither trusting everyone is as much as it for is as much a fault as trusting no one those though i should call the first worthy and the second the safer behavior so mm -hmm. and later i was like similarly people who never relax and people are who are invariably in a relaxed state merit your disapproval now the question is where do we draw the line yes like people always say the extremes but nobody ever says like where to put the pogo stick like for example in the situation where he was talking about trusting no one where he was like trusting no one is like the safer behavior and um the first one is worthier so it's like where is that line like some people they'll be like oh okay i 80 percent trust nobody but like i also vibe with my people you get so the question is where is the line everybody's always like you're doing too much or you're not doing enough but like people need to understand like 
yes we are we want moderation but we need to decide for ourselves because everybody's definition of moderation is not going to be the same thing we need to decide for ourselves oh i'm repeating this again let's leave that tangent alone um let me see let me see my other notes but like now i i by scrolling this space i now know there's a better way to what's the word to make notes and i will do that soon and okay don't go off again um delighted world deeper life then pause this then decide to go on to either letter two continued or letter three i think this is all i have for letter two those were the two the three tangents or two i don't know how many tangents i went on but like whatever okay now for letter three letter three talks about this other stuff but it's talks about the moderation and stuff but this time it's not about your friend it's not about picking friends it's about being you it's about you personally so about letter three let me go back there and look at it again because i can't remember my notes now my main qualms with it as i was saying in the previous letter was where do we draw the moderation line yes there are and also like talks about people that are doing too much like all these people that are just extra for this main purpose of like announcement i'm doing this i'm doing that i can be that i can be like that sometimes but most times what's the word if i'm being extra and i know that it is unconscious not because i want attention which is a good thing i don't know because i'm still extra but like it's a good thing that even if i'm extra now is because i'm extra by because i'm actually really into what the fuck oh don't curse whatever i'm doing so in the like it goes on like it goes on and on about how like oh my god don't be dramatic about the hair don't be dramatic about your fashion don't be dramatic about everything like we're not saying you should be like spend all the money and everything but don't look like a script but the question is where is the line especially when it comes to fashion i think fashion is like the like the bigger like the biggest thing what is doing too much what is doing too little which is something i don't think stoicism can answer for me and i think that's the part where they'll be like oh okay this is the part where you formulate your own personal code of conduct where you're like this is my line your line can be somewhere else but the thing is that if everybody has different lines i won't be able to flow with you in like in a sense you you're going to have like okay disagreements and stuff but like for major things where our lines are different people will not be able to flow and like for example let me give the whole like aesthetics now yes i i think i finally got an opportunity to go onto that standard like i'm something i want to talk about for like a very long time like not right now but like i want to talk about it for a long time like for several like several episodes it's something about it's like beauty the idea of it like the origin and what is beauty like my current status of like the idea of beauty is it changes like beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder and i don't think it's a problem to understand that yes i'm not like not like i am not i do not fit into the current standards of beauty and that is okay because i'm still valid now it's a question of now determine your own beauty standards that you want to adhere to if you decide you're not going to adhere to a beauty standard that doesn't mean you have to give up basic self-grooming i think that's one thing because he mentions about the whole cleanliness and but like people who often like they're not they're not um 
they're not going to conform to any beauty standard or they're incredibly religious or incredibly godly their bottom line is usually like very different from like my bottom line so it's a question of that's the and that's i think that's the main i'm eating my words as usual that's the main thing is where is the bottom line i i don't want to say like there should be a bottom line but there should be a range of bottom lines that people can have but problem is that we are seven billion in this world people will have far out bottom lines that do not flow with you that you're not even sure you can build a society with this person now let's say beauty for example by worldwide beauty standards um i won't say by worldwide beauty the most common facial feature is the caucasian face that's the face that everybody's used to do to but like as somebody who mostly watched cartoons and was around real people that is not my personal beauty standard like in fact i find myself seeing a lot of flaws in their facial features does and by saying that it made me not feel bad if somebody saw my face and thought wow she's ugly because that is your thought about me being ugly like facial features are just facial features what is considered pretty like other than health like i think that health other than health is always going to change and that's okay and that's fine if you don't currently fit into a standard if you don't currently fit into a standard this feels like a tangent rather like because it started from the moderation line but if you don't currently fit into a standard just so far you're healthy you're valid and i think that is important like health ensuring your body is in the best condition and your skin included because right now i'm on a skincare journey yay but like health should like should be the basic standard should be like the bottom line for whatever decision you want to make about beauty should the bottom line should be it should not compromise my health that's the one thing whatever you want if you feel like fairer skin is more beautiful you want to bleach you want to get fairer don't do anything that will compromise your health and if some and if it's simply not possible to achieve your beauty standard without compromising your health then i don't think you should do it it like yes like yes appearance is a big part of self-confidence and sanity but i think like i'll probably go into it when i talk about today's meditation for the daily stoic it was about like the controllable and the uncontrollable there are some things that i feel like i feel that even that too should be a spectrum but when we get to that side i'll talk about it but like that is my beauty stand and tangent now about whatever else you were saying the people that do too much yes there are people that like I think religion is a better explanation for the people for the people that lack moderation. There are some people that are just doing too much, but the, but the thing is, how do we define too much? And I think that's where society is important, and that's where I'm going to need Ubuntu because there are some things that I need to like figure out, which is I have been repeating this for so long, so long, basically like 15 minutes, give or take, is where do we draw the line? And that line is determined by society. So we have to look for a way to improve society. And not like, yes, we are a part of society. But we need to understand that we are a very small part of society. We are a contributor. We are contributors, yes. But we may not necessarily be the originators. But we are also but we are also the people that ensure that whatever structure that we met there stands. Either collapse the structure by 
by spreading your message a new idea of how society should be run you either collapse the current structures or you maintain the status quo so i think like i said in i think it was letter two we should accept that we are part of society we are part of the toxicness and if we are going to try and change this we should not see ourselves as these people who have gained enlightenment and like outside society outside the balance of things because we are in the balance of things some things we will definitely be hypocritical about because there are sometimes i've judged these people judge people I, that's why let me go back to my religious tangent there's something that i regret about what i said like i i always remember the hur- hurtful things i said there's some things i even i never remember what people said to me i said, I said maybe in like in an awkward dark place but like i always remember the hurtful things i've said i we were doing it was doing nyc camp which is in my country is the no, i'm talking as if anybody from far away distances um which is the national youth service corps so we're at camp so we're having this conversation with like people who did not want to dress according to dress code because there are several religious sects that believe that trousers are men like that's just bullshit but which is believe that trousers are strictly for men or, or and there was also the case with like the incredibly muslim sisters who wanted to wear dramatic hijabs on their outfits the thing is that as much as we want to give everybody freedom there are some areas where we are we live in a society a governmental society that requires conformity but like the tangent i wanted to, i but the thing is that i was unnecessarily harsh about the choices these women made do you get i understand that it is a really it's about religion and religion is something that you probably need an entire like dedicated years of your life to unpack but i'll probably touch it once at different points in whatever conversation i have but like people I, I, I believe that standards should be enforced and and the nyc camp should be seen as a place outside a society outside society but that was like something but what i said that was hurtful was belittling the beliefs of somebody else because like i said how many minutes ago that we shouldn't behave like we are we are one kind of enlightened human being that is outside the the confines of society we shouldn't behave like we are one kind of like enlightened part of society like we know everything like we've been able to develop like the secrets and stuff because in the end her reasons are valid she did not feel comfortable in that manner of dress she did not feel comfortable whatever the source or the foundation of those beliefs it is not for me to judge it's for me to decide how i would treat myself and how i will treat her it is not for me to tell her how to live that i can only tell myself how to live where to go and in that structure so i feel yes the whole standard there's no direct line of moderation and the society you live in should determine what range of what is acceptable and what is moderation and other topics in which this is um is like other notable topics in which i still feel like i need to sit down and determine where my own line of moderation is it will probably be stuff like wealth women's rights existence behaviors comfort comfortability love and the rest so it's like i do like i like rigid rules 
but I, I want the rigid rules be, to be set by me and anytime i want to break those rules i want the decision to break them to come from a careful thoughts on how and why i'll be breaking these rules so i think that is all for letter three I was going to continue and do like the other letters, but I promised myself that I'll finish this by Sunday. <laughs> I've not been very serious. But like this is something that this is also a lesson in consistency. So what I'm going to go through now is the daily stoic. Like today's meditation for the daily stoic, like the book the book by what's his name again? Hanselman Steven. So today's meditation is on self-control and I think, I don't know where, I would probably look for where the, these, um, where this statement is extracted from, the exact letters, I don't think it's the Seneca letters, it's probably another Stoic's letters. And the thing was, the chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can clearly I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control which have to do with and which have to do with the choices I actually control where then do I look for good and evil not to uncontrollable externals but within myself to the choices that are my own and I think for a lot of the books like for a lot of stoicism books they like to start with this concept of control I, I, so the world the word isn't exactly self-control just control and choice but like I think this is the main foundation but what this is the main foundation of stoicism and it also helps with nihilism it also helps with nihilism understanding which do not matter which is i think that's the biggest correlation that stoicism has with optimistic nihilism understanding what does not matter but i think i also have a mantra list of things that what's the word that hold me back from my stoic goals as i might say okay nobody says that but like I put them in notes somewhere. God, be more organized. Basically, it has to do with emotions in the end. And it's about... Feeling is not wisdom. This is something that I want to remind myself every single time. Especially when I understand and I can... The wisdom... The the wisdom and the... Feeling is not wisdom. I feel wisdom is the ability to execute your knowledge and to apply knowledge. I don't know if that's correct. I'll probably check it later. But like, I know that some things are beyond my control and therefore they do not matter. Yes, they might affect me. They will affect me. I might lose my life. But I do not control them. And even if I do, I there's a possibility that I That's why I want to go through like different levels of control. There's a possibility that I may one day have the ability to control something. For, for example, like my country is fucked up. Everybody knows our country is fucked up. But like the opportunity to grow, I may one day be able to affect it. But thinking about the politicians, the people that I cannot control, I may, I may be hit by a bus. I may, I may die. So it's pointless thinking about the things that i cannot control but i need to be able i need to be able to identify the things i cannot control in three subgroups things that i totally cannot control like whether to, tomorrow is coming whether i'll probably die okay there are some aspects of like my own death like health and whatever that i can control like the old like the huge overarching story i cannot control it but i can control what i learn i can control high i cannot control i cannot i can i cannot control 
the Nigerian job market, but I can control the skills that I have to offer. I cannot control. I cannot control whether or not people will like me, but I can control. I can control being able to maintain their interest. I think I don't know if I can control that. Maybe I'll look into that. But understanding that feeling is not wisdom is a thing that make me realize that even though I have the knowledge, I have the knowledge to identify the things I cannot control. My feelings do not respect this knowledge. My feelings do not respect this wisdom. My feelings do not respect the fact that I know this does not matter. It does not respect. I think that is the biggest thing that I. One of the two things that I feel I ha, I probably have to answer for myself. I definitely have to answer for myself how to exist in society and how to not and how to f- exist in society and how to not let my feelings overwhelm facts. I cannot control how many opportunities I can get, but I can control how I present myself to those opportunities that I can get. I cannot change the things that I regret, but I can ensure that it will never be. I can ensure that I will not repeat the same mistakes in the future. So, oh God, rambling, stopping, pausing. This is not skipping. Dario is just lost. <laughs> but feeling is not wisdom, and that is the biggest opta- obstacle to recognizing the recognizing controls. Because the la- because feelings blur your sight. It makes you unable to understand that this thing is uncontrollable. It, it makes you unable to understand that even if this might be somewhere control there what you want to do to stop it now is you're just one person and being one person is not a horrible thing being one person like being insignificant is not horrible i think that's the one thing i like about optimistic nihilism this not stoicism like stoicism really like puts you in a society but like understanding that yes so what you are insignificant like so what you are meaningless but you are still you. You are like, yeah, you. Like nobody has, and nobody can take the facts, take that away from you, because what's the highest thing they can do? They can kill you, and hopefully after your death you won't feel anything anymore. So you didn't know before you were born, you wouldn't know after you die. So it really shouldn't matter. So you you only control what you do here, which is fantastic. Okay, which is not fantastic, especially when you are not in a position of power you can be affected by so many things you can control but understanding that they are beyond your control then reminding yourself constantly and basically saying i'm saying you're you're but i'm talking to myself is to understand that one day i will feel according to the words to my wisdom so thank you very much why did i say that as if i just finished the debate but like bye i guess until next time next time i'll be going over more letters of seneca i probably will have found a book on optimistic nihilism i think i'll probably have to go through like nihilism in its entirety <coughs> and then um find an ubuntu book then after i go through like the basic books and stuff i plan to go through like topics and see like how and examine how i feel about them 
I want to have like proper points to, to learn my like I want to create the, the next thing after I finish examining the, like my opinions about all these books these three books is to understand is to create a method to formulate an opinion then I'll go on a journey to formulate opinions about various topics and but there are some that I probably have to like sneak in in between weeks and break into like so many parts like topics like race and religion those ones will take forever because there are so many different aspects so I probably wouldn't take it as like one subject I have to take a tiny aspect or a tiny situation and try and break it then I'll also try to not be so long that 46 minutes that I tried to do the other time the entire meat of the story was like in the middle which a lot of people I don't think they bothered to listen to they just like ah my voice was kept on doing ah uh, 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 and I'm going to learn how to edit there's so many things I'm starting a journal tomorrow I'm getting a book I'm starting a journal and I'll write everything I feel day to day and I'll try to improve my handwriting <laughs> so like bye this is Dio and we're developing a personal code of conduct